The Crane Thrive Podcast, episode 128, The Fears We All Face. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name is Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Hey Thrivers, Jess here. Welcome to another episode of the Create and Thrive podcast. It's awesome to be with you. I'm currently in Canberra, the capital of Australia. No, it's not Sydney. <laughs> uh, visiting my dear friend, Amanda Adams of Bimble and Pimble, the sewing blog. If you've never checked it out, I highly recommend it. She is hilarious and talented. And uh, we're having some uh, friend time. And we're actually going to be talking on the show in a future episode about the idea that you know, you can have a hobby and maybe you don't want to turn it into a business. And we're going to be discussing that because that's exactly the situation she's in. But that's not today. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about fear. In fact, I'm going to be talking to you about a whole bunch of different fears that you may have come up against in the process of starting and growing your business. But before we get started, I have a big favor that I would love to ask you. If you really enjoy this podcast, if you find it helpful, if you find it inspiring or any other positive thing, uh, especially if you're a regular listener, I am asking you this week, could you please share the podcast with at least one other person who you think would find it helpful, whether that's sending an email to a friend or sharing it on Facebook or Instagram, I would absolutely absolutely be so grateful if you would share the podcast with others who you think would find it helpful. And I will be very, very grateful. So thank you in advance for those of you who are willing to share the podcast, because I really do want to help as many people as possible to make this dream of theirs a reality. All right, let's get started with this episode about fear. So today I want to talk to you about fear. There are a lot of different fears that we can have when it comes to our business, a lot of different things that we can find holding us back because we are afraid of something happening. And fear is a bit like worry. A lot of the times it's, you know, completely useless because the things that we fear aren't ever going to happen. And even if they do, sometimes, a lot of the time, it's really not as bad as we kind of worked ourselves up to think that it might be. So I want to discuss a few different types of fear today, because I think it's really important to realize that you are not alone in these fears. Like It's very, very common. Everybody who starts a business feels these fears. And the difference between the people who succeed and the people who don't is that the people who push through, they feel the fear and they do it anyway. That's really what it comes down to. If you think people aren't afraid, they are. But they just learn how to manage their fears and overcome their fears and they don't let them hold them back from doing what they want to do with their business. So let's talk about the most, perhaps the most obvious fear, which is the fear of failure. And this is a fear that I guess most of us probably have, you know, this idea that we'll never be a success, we'll never actually get to where we want to go. Uh, The fear that we don't know what we're doing (laughs) and therefore we just, you know, we might feel like we want to give up. But, you know, the fear of failure is very common. And the thing to remember, I think, 
is that, so what if you do fail? Like, so what? What's the worst that can happen if your dream doesn't turn into reality? And I really want you to think about that and actually answer that question realistically. If this doesn't work, what is the worst that's going to happen? Now, you know, this is going to be different for everybody. For some people, you know, it might be, oh, well, I won't be able to pay the mortgage. And that's pretty, that's pretty bad. That's pretty, that's a thing to, you know, that will stress us out, obviously. Uh, you might have to, you know, sell a fancy car. You might have to go get back and get a job again. I mean, there's lots of different things that might be the worst case scenario if your business doesn't succeed. But the thing to remember is that, you know, it's not an either or thing necessarily. Don't just give up because you haven't found success within six months or even a year or two years or four, three or four or five. I, I know a particular maker who's been working really hard for five years and it's only now in her fifth year that she's really finding a level of success. And if she hadn't powered through and if she hadn't stuck to it, she never would have reached that point. And now that she has, she's starting to really reap the kind of the benefits of all of her hard work. So don't let the fear of failure hold you back. The next one, which kind of goes with this, it's like the opposite side of the coin. And it's the fear of success. This is actually more common than you might think. People are actually afraid of what's going to happen if they succeed. And, I, you know, there's a few different levels to this fear of success thing. And I think one of the things that, that people fear is not success per se, perhaps, but a fear of stepping out and being seen and being vulnerable. I think that is something that a lot of us are afraid of because we've seen what happens to a lot of people when they step up and they become successful and they put themselves out there, they get pushback. And, you know, that is possible. It's possible that it might happen, but chances are it won't. Chances are your friends and your family and your community will be supportive of you and will want you to succeed. Um, you know, here in Australia and England as well, I think it's very much kind of part of our culture, this tall poppy syndrome, we call it. This idea that if you stick your head up too high above the field, you'll get cut down. And so people are therefore afraid to actually be successful and stand out because they don't want to you know, they don't want to be exceptional. They don't want to be noticed. And I think that's a shame because you've only got this one life. And if you hold yourself back constantly because you're worried about what other people might think, well, why would you do that? Like, just go for it. If you're a success, then that's a wonderful thing. And yeah, I think there's another thing is that people fear that somehow success will change them that they'll become a different person and you know that the, the old story that <laughs> absolute power corrupts absolutely you know you're not going to become that person you're not going to be any different to how you are now unless maybe you take over the world but you know that's pretty unlikely I would think you never know <laughs> but you know don't let that fear of being successful hold you back and another part of that is you know, how will I handle it? And this is probably the most legitimate fear out of this. And I think this is actually a, a reasonable fear to have. And I think it's an unhealthy fear to have. And that is what's going to happen when I do become successful, i.e. how am I going to keep up with the work? 
How am I going to get all my orders made? How am I going to get all the admin stuff done? Because that does happen. That it, When people reach a certain level of success, a certain level of um, busyness, they do come up against that wall. And I've talked elsewhere in other episodes how to overcome that, so I won't talk too much about that. But it is something to plan for and be aware of. But it is manageable and it's something that you can overcome being you know, by working smart and getting yourself organized and putting systems in place. So don't let that fear stop you either. Another one that comes along, and I've seen this a lot lately in the Thriver Circle, people talking about this, and it's this fear of making the wrong decision. So you end up being, you end up suffering from choice paralysis because you don't know which way to go. You don't know which direction to move in. You've got two or more options in front of you and you don't know which one to take and you might, you know, ask a mentor, ask your colleagues and that's all really good thing. Those are really good things to do. But the thing to remember about business is that there are no guarantees. There is no right or wrong answer. There's no way to know which is the right or wrong answer as long as you're, you know, being uh, honest and uh, going along with the law, obviously. But, you know, in, in general, most of the decisions we'll make in business, there is no obvious right answer. You have to take the risk. And business is risky and you have to see it as an experiment. And and when I say that, I, I mean it genuinely. Like a scientific experiment, you have a hypothesis. You go, okay, this is what I think is going to happen. Uh, let's test it. Try it and see what happens. Then, you know, come up with your conclusion. Did it work? Yes or no. And then move on to the next experiment. You know, it's, as my friend Karen says, it's not a tattoo. If you go in one direction and it doesn't work, go back in the other direction. Like, try, try the other thing. It's okay. It's okay to change. It's okay to try new things. There's nothing wrong with that. It's part of business. It's experimenting, taking risks, trying things, and being brave and just making a decision. There's nothing, there's nothing worse when it comes to this choice paralysis issue of just being stuck there forever because you never make a decision. You will never then you'll never move forward and you'll never know which one will work and which one wouldn't. So you have to push through that and trust yourself. You know, do the th- do the thinking, go through the pros and cons and then listen to your gut feeling. You know, which one feels right and then use those two things together to make the decision and move forward. And it's better to, you know, I'm a fan of the fail fast mentality. Make a decision, do it. And if it fails, great. You've learned something, move on to the next thing. Don't linger on it any longer than it is that, than you need to, to get any lessons out of it that you need to move on to the next thing and keep trying and keep trying. We all fail a lot. I failed so many times <laughs> in my business so many times I've done something and it hasn't worked the way I wanted it to or it hasn't worked at all or it's backfired like it happens to everybody and it's it's how you deal with it that makes a difference so fail fast fail often see it as a learning experience but don't get stuck in choice paralysis because then you will never move forward another one that comes up in the handmade community often is the fear of theft or the fear of sharing your work because you're afraid people might steal it or copy it or anything like that. I think this is a really important one to get over. I really, really do. Um, You know, the minute you put something out there into the world, you risk it being stolen or copied. Now, 
For the legalities about this, go back and listen to the episodes um, that I did recently on the legalities of a handmade business. We talk a lot about this. Uh, we talk a lot about how to protect your work, um, how putting things out there and building a brand can actually protect you, uh, and how to you know flip the switch on it and think about the, the positive side. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but the positive side of things. In other words, don't let this fear of you know, being copied or stuff being stolen. If you put things out into the world, it's always a danger. And unless you don't ever put anything out there, there's no way to absolutely guarantee that it'll never happen. So just don't worry about it. If it happens, deal with it, you know, do the due diligence to be prepared for it, but don't let it stop you from getting your work out there and growing your business. Another one that comes up, I think, especially especially for women. I'm sure it happens to men as well, but it's more obvious generally in the kind of female business sphere is this fear of, of you know, being alone. Um, this fear of, and it's also this fear of being, um, not being accepted or this idea that your somehow your work is linked to your intrinsic um, worth as a human being, and therefore we fall into the being the yes people and the people pleasers, and then we shoot ourselves in the foot constantly trying to bend over backwards. How many metaphors can I fit in a sentence <laughs> to you know make everybody love us rather than sticking to our guns and doing what's right for us and for our business. You know, it's where you have, this is this thing that happens where you have trouble saying no, where you uh, put yourself out for somebody else. Now, there's a line, you know, when you have a business, you need to treat your customers very, very well. You need to be good to them. You need to be um, generous. You need to be polite. You need to be friendly. You need to be calm. But there comes a point where you need to stand up for yourself and go, that is not acceptable when certain things happen or when they ask for things that aren't going to work. I can't tell you how many times somebody has, has messaged me and gone, this is my situation. Can I help? Can, can you help me? And I've said no, because I can't, because, you know, it means that we wouldn't sleep or <laughs> it's just literally not possible. And I'm not going to promise something that is not possible on the off chance I can make it happen. Remember this if you remember nothing else from this episode. Never overpromise and underdeliver. Always underpromise and overdeliver. That is how you keep your customers happy. Make sure you underpromise and overdeliver. Don't do the opposite. That is when you get into trouble and that's where other people will start to have unpleasant things to say about your business. So know what your limits are, know what your policies are, know what you're happy to do and what you're not happy to do. Someone gets in touch with you with a custom design idea. Don't, don't just say yes and bend over backwards and end up spending more money than you actually made out of it because you don't want to say no to someone. You know, in the beginning of your business, there will probably be more instances where you say yes because you just want either the, the money or the experience and you're willing to put yourself out. But as you, you know, as you grow and you get busier, you need to be more discerning with the work that you take on and the responsibilities that you take on. And this goes for other things as well. You know, someone messages you and asks you to tell them, 
all the all your secrets to this craft that you've been honing for however many years say no be polite about it but you don't owe them anything you know you have done the hard yards um so you just have to learn how to say no nicely and you know there's no there's no reason i think there's no reason to be uh, angry or sharp with people you know over the years i've gotten a couple of less than happy emails usually not actually from customers, sometimes from customers, very rarely, but sometimes just from people who've read something I've written or listened to a podcast and it's it's hit them the wrong way and they've lashed out at me because of something that's happened in them. And this is something that's really important to understand. When somebody gets angry with you, if you've done nothing wrong, it's not your fault. It's something that they're dealing with. Uh, you know, they maybe this happens sometimes customers don't read the details. They don't read the fine print. So then they're surprised by something and then they lash out at you and blame you when you know, it's not your fault. Uh, you know, remember it's not your fault or somebody, you know, says something, Oh, I didn't like what you said there. Well, that's okay. No, not everybody has to like you. Not everybody's going to love you all of the time. And that's just human nature. That's just life. So stick to your guns. Be firm but fair with people and with, you know, experiences. And as um, as Marie Folio says, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. So do the things that are right for you and don't get caught into that trap of being the yes person to everybody all of the time. I think we're going to wrap things up there. I've kind of covered a whole bunch of different fears, just briefly touched on them. You know, I think everybody has different ways of dealing with these fears and overcoming these fears, and it's for you to discover and figure out what works for you. I, what I really want you to take away from this episode is that idea that everybody feels these fears. You are not alone. Um, you know, it's it's not like you're somehow a special type of failure. <laughs> you're not. You're just normal. Everybody feels a fear of failure. You know, the fear of success, that fear of being vulnerable, um, the fear of making the wrong decision, the fear of not everybody loving you all the time. It's just the way it goes. And I want you to realize that it's okay to feel the fear, but feel the fear and do it anyway. Thank you again for being here and listening and trusting in me to help you with your handmade business journey. And as I said at the beginning, I would absolutely, absolutely love it if you would be willing to share the Create and Thrive podcast with someone who you think it would help. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful lead up to the holiday period. I hope you're getting heaps of sales. And I will be back again next week with another episode of the Create and Thrive podcast. I'm Jess Van Den. And goodbye for now.